episode 98, rolling right now. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. And I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play. And with me this week, my co-host is my lovely wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Hey, welcome back, Emily, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 98 of The Games We Play. Thank you for tuning in and listening. If this is your first time listening right now during pandemic, we're we're doing something a little different where we're just talking about the games we play. Uh, typically, we have shorter segments where we kind of do some off-the-wall weird stuff, but right now we're just talking about the games we played. So, hope you appreciate it and, and, and enjoy it. Yeah, that's my little intro. Did I miss anything? I think that's about it. Perfect. Let's get into <laughs> this already. Uh, Emily, how's your week going? Oh, you know. That's a loaded question, by the way. <laughs> it's always something. Uh, yeah, Monday I was walking down the sidewalk and two seconds later was flat on my face. <laughs> Tripped over a sidewalk sticking up. So banged up my knee and my hand a lot. True story. Ended up having the whole week off of work. Yep. So Br- Bruised up and <laughs> yeah. scraped up and good times. Yeah. <laughs> been to that doctor way too many times yeah this week. we were at um the doctor's office like four times this week for uh, all different kinds of things yep still still figuring out my my health issues if you didn't hear last week just been having some health problems so i had a heart monitor on this week. that is so uncomfortable it is so itchy it just oh and you can't itch oh man uh but had to have that on for 48 hours got that turned in uh, it's been it's been quite the week, but we did yes. manage still to get some games in. Believe it or not, yeah. <laughs> Although most <laughs> nights we rarely weren't in the mood for it. We had some downtime, <laughs> you could say. You could say, but man, I just didn't feel like playing games right. half the time. And I, I couldn't I sit at the table, so <laughs> it's been rough. Yeah, but we did manage to get some games in. Yes. So let's not be Debbie Downers, I guess. No. You want to get into it? Obviously, by the name of the episode, we're going to be talking about rolling rights. So <laughs> somehow was- we ended up playing all flipping right, rolling right, and flicking right. Yes, we games. did not plan this. We didn't plan it, but it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the new. It's like the new tiling. I think. Yes. I love rolling rights, flicking rights, flipping rights, whatever you want to call them. Something in right, fill in the blank. Yes. So Emily, why don't you introduce uh, the first one that we played? Yeah, so we ended up getting Sonora to the table, which we recently got. I don't know when you got it, but... In the last week or two, this is, I think, a newish game. Right. I mean, new to us, obviously, but... Yeah, it came out in 2020, so this is it just came out this last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is considered a flickin' right. There is a board in the middle, and each person gets these five circular discs, and then you have to flick them into the, onto the board, which has four sections with some bonus circles in it, too. And depending on where your disc lands, what section it lands on, that's where you get to write on your personal board there's like a dry erase board and the art is really cool for it's a southwest american like cacti desert type and theme. like animals with it yep it's 
and the colors are really cool. So each section on your personal board has a different way that you score points from where your disc lands on the game board. And each of the discs have numbers. Mm -hmm. So the numbers indicate then how many markings or what the value is for the area. And each each section of the four are completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Like one section, you're just trying to fill in the dots to get a certain amount of points. The next section, you kind of make like Tetris type shapes based on the number that you flicked. Uh, Another one is you're kind of like going down this creek bed to get points. Mm -hmm. And the other one is... It's those nodes, the triangles. Oh, yes. Yep. Making triangles to get points based on what cacti you get in the middle of the triangle. Yep. And each of the different kind of cacti give you different values. So the ones on the outside that are... You need a lot more value to do. They're going to be... a give you a lot more points per cacti versus the easier ones. Yeah. So it was really fun. I really liked the twist on the roll and write, if you will, flick and write. Flick and write. Mm-hmm. I've never played a flick and write game. Is well, this the first one? Well, according to the game, it says on the cover, the first flick and write. So I don't, okay. I guess so. I, yeah, it, it has a really cool table presence, which you don't normally say for a roll and write. Um, and the sheet you're writing on is pretty big. Yeah, and it's dry erase, which is really nice. And it comes with dry erase markers. The yes. The sheets are as big as the box, so they're pretty big squares. Mm-hmm. And, and you use the bottom of the box, the tray insert with the board itself stays in the bottom of the box, and you actually use that to play with. And you can take that the board out, and there's storage underneath where you put the markers and your, and your boards and stuff like that. Yeah, because that's where you're flicking off of. Yeah, yep. because it's, it's kind of raised up and it's plastic around. So when you flick it down into like the arena or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it bounces around because there's into a lip. the desert. It's really hard to flick it out of the box. Emily did it I once. I did do it. <laughs> but we what, we played six rounds flicking five discs. So we, yeah. out of 30 flicks, one went out. And you really have to flick it hard to get it, it out there. It definitely would be different if you were playing with four people because mm-hmm. there would be a lot more discs to hit. It's congested. Hit it out, yeah. Because you on each turn you take you roll you choose any two of your discs and you flick them and then you take turns doing that until everybody's flicked all five. So your last turn you flick one, and you can knock people's around. So it's where it ends up resting after everybody's turn as to where you go. So there's some strategy there, I think, where you maybe put your low numbers first and then maybe end with your high number. You never know. There's also bonuses that allow you to reflick that you can gain. And you can swap. The swap's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you could try to shoot that one onto one of those double bonuses. And then at the end, flip your one and your five. Wherever your five is. It doesn't, right. You know, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, so kind of unique. One one of the areas. So everything's kind of solitaire-ish. I mean, the only thing that's interaction is the flicking, right? So you can hit each other's discs around. Maybe knock somebody off of a bonus one. Well, in one of the sections, if you're the first person to complete that section, you do get po- higher points than everyone else. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up is one of the four sections, the lizard section, is kind of an area control where everybody has the same areas. And whoever finishes the area first calls it out and they mark it on their sheet. They get the, the higher score and it usually they all come with a bonus. And once somebody calls it out, you exit off on your own sheet to indicate that you can't get the high one anymore. You can get you can get the lower and everybody can get it, but it's a lower score, um, which is interesting. And so um, that it does have some player interaction. You're, you're it's basically king of the hill, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it's not that it's super take that because even if somebody beats you to it, you're still going to get a significant amount of points. It's just you don't really get the bonus and they're going to get a little more points than you. 
Mm, yeah. And that's the other thing is there are bonuses scattered throughout these, just like Gone, Sean, Clever, or some of these others where you get a combo bonus. So if you happen to mark off or whatever the area is, one of those bonuses, it might give you a free mark or value in one of the other sections, or it gives you a re-roll, or sorry, re-flick, or it gives you a swap. And so there are combos that you can make to then, that that's really the way that you can get tons, because Emily had some troubles getting those bonuses, and I got, I kind of strategically went for some of those bonuses, and I was able to mark off way more than Emily did in the end. Yeah, you basically doubled my points. It's true. In the end. It's really, it was really bad. Well, you, and were, I, you were like a va- one value away from getting another like 40 points. Yes. Though, so it wouldn't have been as drastic, but yeah. I needed to plan better. Now that I know the strategy, I want to go back and play again but very it's just, soon. Yep. It's just like Gonshon Clever where you're trying to, you have to utilize those bonuses right. to be able to mark off in more areas and kind of get a chain going where you mark this off, then mark this off, then mark this off. Um, I really enjoyed this game. Just the theme. I really like the flicking. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you have a little more control over it. I think if you play this a lot, you can get pretty good at it where you could probably consistently hit certain bonus areas. And I, I there's a lot of appeal there to me than rolling a dice. So twice as clever, right? Another rolling right or Gonshon Glover. Really fun to me. But sometimes you're just... It, even with a good strategy, sometimes it does come down right. to dice, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a learning curve there, and I have steadily gotten my score up, and I can consistently get over 200, right, playing those games. Mm-hmm. So there is something to having some strategy and knowing when to pull the trigger on the using the, your bonuses and where to do it. However, you could still have the same strategy and score way higher, way lower, just based on the dice rules. So with the flick and right... It's kind of nice you have a little more control over it where you can you can flick it and if you get consistent, you can get it to those bonuses because those bonuses give you t- two times. So you get your five on there and get a four on another two times. All of a sudden, you have 18 versus nine. That's a big deal when it comes to some of these sections yes. of being able to get uh, things marked off. And so I really like that. There's an upside of this where... It, it's more than just strategy and luck. Uh, there's actually some skill involved. Which is you cool. have a little bit more control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's cool. And the more you play it, probably the better you're going to get. Right. Yeah. There's definitely a, a replayability for this game. Oh, definitely. I really want to try four players. I think it could get a little chaotic getting um, getting 20 discs in that because it's, it's not a huge area. Right. And it would be kind of interesting. And yeah, and then part of your strategy would be like hitting other people's discs out. Correct. Or Yep. Into a different section. Yeah. So, really cool game. I really like the concept of this, and I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I did too. It was really good. Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, It's Sonora, S-O-N-O-R-A. It's a newer game. It's from, what, Pandasaurus Games, I believe. They're the ones who did, like, Dinosaur Island and those games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, good stuff. Check it out. What's another one we played? Next game on our list is Silver and Gold. So this is a flip and write, as in you flip cards and then you write stuff on your sheet. Now, this isn't unique. There's quite a few flip and writes out there. Uh, Cartographers, for example, comes to mind. That's really good. Mm -hmm. I've heard really good things about Silver and Gold and uh, picked it up at our local game store um, and decided to give it a shot uh, just to see what it's about. So it's Silver and Gold is a roll in, or excuse me, a flip and write. And it has a, it's supposed to be like a pirate theme. And which is really cool about this one is each of the card is a dry erase 
texture or feel or coating. I don't know, finish. And it actually comes with dry erase markers, which is really nice as well. And so your scoring card or whatever to keep track of these things is is also dry erase, which is really nice as well. Nice little touch there. And the the basically how this game plays out is there's a deck full of island cards. These island cards are in varying shapes. They're also in four types, I guess is the word. So diamonds or crowns or what have you. And uh, part of that is the point value on the top. So the ones that are higher point value are going to be have a lot more squares than the lower point value ones. And so on your team, uh, uh, the start of the game, you actually start with two islands that you get to you get to choose from from. And then there's islands out in the middle. And there's a deck of cards that have shapes on them. So they're going to be your standard Tetris shapes for the most part. So you have like a two squares and three squares and, and one's up and down and one's like an L and you know how it is and squares and whatnot. So that deck of cards get uh, shuffled up and you go through the whole deck except for you take some out and that constitutes a full round. You're going to play through four rounds and then the game's over. So as you do this, you flip the card, and then everybody takes the shape that flipped out, and then you get to mark that shape on your island. Now, if you can't fit it, or you don't want to, you can always just do a single square and fill it off. And on these cards, there's other things like palm trees and coins. You collect these coins, and you mark it off on your sheet, and if you get so many coins, then you get the highest uh, trophy, and this is a shared trophy between all the other players, so the first one's six points, for example. So whoever can get, a, get the first four set of coins get six points and now that's uh, eliminated and so the next person to get four coins would get five and then four and so on and so forth also the palm trees uh they allow you to um you look at the cards that are out or the islands that are out there and count out how many palm trees and it gives you a one-time bonus and then there's these x's that then give you a free x uh somewhere else or on that same island i think it's the other islands and so you just play until you fill up a card once you fill up a card then you get to draft from one of the cards available and now you're filling up another island and so you just keep doing this through the four rounds and how scoring works is pretty easy. You just, any of the bonus ones you got, like the, the coins or the palm trees are added together, as well as you get the completed, you get the points of the completed islands that are printed on the top left. And then on top of it, there are some cards that give you bonuses for having other island types. So there might be one card that says you get a bonus two points for every completed orange island or it's the crowns. And so you get those bonuses as well. And then whoever has the most wins. And that's basically the game. That's how you play. It's pretty, pretty simple. I would say mm -hmm. very easy to learn, very easy to teach. And it kind of is that classic Tetris shape fill in, yeah. fill in the grid uh, game. I mean, it's pretty standard nowadays. But I'm feel not like. mad about it. No, I'm not <laughs> mad about it. It definitely has a little twist. I like the bonus and the set collection a little mm -hmm. bit with the different types of islands and yes. collecting the coins. And it does have some of the bonus where you get extra X's so you can be kind of strategic. I do like that. Um, there's nothing in this that are super unique though i don't right. there was nothing in here that blew me away like oh that's that's unique like sonora was unique not only in mm -hmm. each of the four areas i hadn't other than the tetris one but it, it almost looked like a crossword but with tetris shapes mm -hmm. um other than that i mean everything was pretty unique in sonora right. this one is is just a different theme maybe a little different thing i do like the dry race on the cards that's nice you don't mm -hmm. have to have a piece of paper 
it cleans up really easily and then you just put it in the box and the box is really small. It's like the size of a no thanks or one of those other games. Um, overall, I mean, the production value is really nice. The artwork looks really nice. Uh, it, it's a pretty solid game. Um, yeah, that, I mean, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but it's a solid flip and right for sure. But I'd yeah. rather play cartographers to be completely honest. Yes. Well, if someone's new to the hobby, this would be a good one. Be a good introduction. Yeah, we think so. Cartographers could be a little much sometimes in right. addition to new people. But yeah, like after you play this a couple of times, uh, I don't know. There's not a, a lot of replayability necessarily do you think maybe i don't know that's it's tough um and it only plays two to four players so it's not even a roll and write that expands i mean snorro is the same way you can only get up to four players mm-hmm. a lot of the roll and writes you can play up to six or seven whatever it doesn't necessarily matter sometimes mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it's definitely a game i would i put in the rotation i do have to say though those dry race markers that it came with were fantastic they were they, they were, were my, it the cards and the dry erase remind me of Divi Dice. Yeah, like Divi Dice you write on the cards, except for these aren't cheap little dry erase markers. These are actual full dry erase, oh, yes. full pin. I These were solid, chunky markers that I was surprised. I think I pulled it out. I was like, whoa, look at these. It was really nice. Those, those dry erase markers I'd almost want to use for all the other dry erase <laughs> games. I almost have those on hand. They're really nice mm-hmm. and very fine tip, too. Um, so you're not going to get huge. You're trying to write an X and a small box and then it's, it's hard to do or read or figure out, um, what you wrote because some of those other ones have not very fine tip, but these are truly fine tip, really nice dry race. I think that was the best thing about this game. So dry race markers. <laughs> I know that's silly to say, but those dry race markers are really nice. Maybe we just need to have like a set of dry erase markers on hand and we just use those instead of what comes in the box. Might, but these were worth pulling out and using for everything. These are the kind of markers that I would buy at, go try to find and buy at Staples or Home De- or Home Depot, <laughs> <laughs> Office Max or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Is Office Max even around anymore? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of office supply chains. Uh, Amazon, most likely. Let's, yes. Let's be safe. But yeah, really appreciated that. That was, that was a nice little touch for a small box that's not terribly expensive. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I would play it again. I, absolutely, I'd play it again. Um, definitely. Um, all right, next game. Let's just move it on. What's the next what and right? Yes. So we just picked up Quinto actually at our local game store the other day. And we liked this one because it's from the same creators as Quicks, which our son really likes Quicks, which yeah, is a roll play- and write. We've played a lot with him. Yeah. So this is called Quinto by the same people. So it's kind of similar but not similar. But not similar. <laughs> the only similarity is the three colors of the four that's in Quicks. And in it's it. like number. It's basically just a row of numbers, like yeah. ascending numbers. Yep. And um, you can't have the same number in the same row or the same number in the same column. And then you get bonuses based on the shape in the column. If you complete all three. If you complete all three. For the ones that have the three column. in the column. Yep. And then if you fill the whole row in, you get the score of yeah. your rightmost number. Otherwise, if you don't fill in the row, it's worth one point for each space that you filled in, regardless of the number. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. And then penalties. Right. If you couldn't fill something in. Because you do get trapped in where uh, a dice roll comes up, and I can't take that. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was it was a fun game we can play with our son. 
Yeah, and I think it taught him a little something different because when you take your turn, you choose if you want to roll one, two, or three dice Mm -hmm. because there's only three colors and you have three rows on your sheet and you have to write them in, not in sequential order. It doesn't have to be sequential per se, but you have to have it in ascending. So everything on your left side in that row has to be lower than the, um, the next one to the right, right? And you can't have repeating numbers. So when you roll... If you're wanting to get that low number in orange, obviously you're going to pick just the orange die and roll it. And then you always have a re-roll no matter what. So what it kind of taught him is there was a couple times where he's like, I want to get this to fill it in. Which, by the way, he ended up triggering the game because he filled up two rows. Did he beat us or did you end up squeaking out? I beat him just because I got all of my bonuses. But man, he... But if I hadn't got those, he would have beat us. Oh, yeah. I, I got smoked. I did terrible. Anyway, it's neither here or there. But there was times where he's like, I really want to fill this out. And so he went to grab dice. And then it had to make him think about, well, if I need to get above 12, I have to do three dice. Or if I'm trying to get below 12, it might be better to get two dice and kind of think through that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only area you can write in a row is if one of the dice colors participated. So if you roll all three, whatever the sum is, you can write in any of the three colored areas. But if you roll any, like the red or the orange and the green, I don't even know the colors. Purple. Uh, red and or orange and purple, you can only write whatever the sum of that in the orange or purple area. And so you kind of have to think through that as well. So um, there's a little simple math, which he can do, uh, but it's good practice. And it also gets him thinking a little bit without even knowing the odds and averages if you think about trying to get certain number ranges, right. which I thought was pretty cool. And it's nice that on not on your turn, you, it's optional to take numbers, but you can definitely do that. And plus you have re-roll. And it didn't really ever feel like we all took many penalties. I think we all got like one or two penalties at most for not being able to take something in your turn. For the most right. part, we were able to get something. So that kind of felt nice too. Yeah. I took a penalty, but I don't think Denver ever did. I don't think he did. I think I took one. Uh, but so even playing through the whole thing, we there was not that many penalties. I guess even with like Quinto or, or sorry, with Quicks, we sometimes we play games where we have a lot of penalties and some where we don't. So it is mm-hmm. kind of random with dice, but it, it definitely was a great game for him for the math part, the thinking through and little basic yeah. strategy. and I, Critical I, thinking. You could kind of see his wheels turning in his head a couple times as we got playing and he got used to the game. And he really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we asked him if he'd rather like Quicks or this and he said he liked this one better. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. And it was cheap. I mean, this yes. game was like $110, I'm pretty sure. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's not a world beater. It's not like the best game in the world with heavy strategy. But when you're talking about playing with your kids that are under the age of 10, this is a great roll and write to pull out. And it's not terribly complicated. I mean, it's pretty easy. Can't repeat. Has to go up in value. And the columns can't. It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it is simple, but it was still fun for even for a game that you can play with your kids. Yeah, it definitely gave me um, Yahtzee type vibes when I'm playing. A little bit, because early on, you're like, oh, this is easy. As the game starts getting a little tighter and those number ranges start <laughs> shrinking, you're like, oh, boy, got to get lucky here um, or <laughs> or what what have you. So a lot of fun. I really I re- actually really enjoy this. I almost enjoyed it a little bit more than silver and gold, but I'm kind of a numbers guy. I'd rather instead of doing shapes on a, on a, a grid, I'd rather do numbers. I don't know. I, I like that number stuff better personally, but I can see that just me. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy the Tetris. Tetris shapes, but I also do like 
Clicks and Quintel. Yeah, they're they're great games to have in the collection and great family games. And our you know our son's only seven, but he loves playing them. It's it's really good. And again, it it actually does teach some skills and practice yeah, math and stuff. For which, sure. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on that? Nope, that's about it. The last game that we played this week is Welcome To. I think it's Welcome To Your Perfect Home or whatever, but it just says Welcome To. Anyway, I'd seen this before, and actually, I think I confused this with a different game, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Another game I'd played, another roll and write that I absolutely hate. I actually had it installed on my phone because I got it for, like, they had it for free for a day during the pandemic. I installed it and played it like a handful of times and I just uninstalled it. I, I hated it. I don't know. Some people really love it. Anyway, I'm not going to yuck your yum, if you will. So I don't even remember what the game is, but it wasn't this one. So um, <laughs> anyway, so I'll just say that. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed this one as a spoiler. So, uh, I, which was nice. It wasn't the one I was thinking of. And well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the idea of this game is that we're like architects from the 1950s and your sheet, because it's a, it's a flip right because there's cards. The right portion of it is each person gets a piece of paper and on the paper is three streets, uh, like a think suburbia. And there's all these houses and each street has a different amount of houses Uh, There's different features in them. And the point is you're trying to build up these neighborhoods. And the game ends when you either fill in all the houses or uh, you can actually fail. So if you can't write down, there's some restrictions on putting numbers. So if you fail three times, then the game's over. Or if you fill all the goals, there's three goals that are randomly placed out, which is nice. Uh, That's pretty cool. So every time you play, it could be a little different. And there's advanced goals, I should mention, that uh, add a little more spice, I guess, to it. But we didn't play with the advanced goals. We just randomly picked some basic goals. And that's how the game ends. And so um, how the turns play out is there's three piles of these house numbers. And these are all shuffled in, so there's no particular order to them. And you flip the card over on the start the round and the card that's showing the house number. So it'll be a house number of uh, values of one through 15, right? Or 16, 15, 15. And then on the back of the card that you just flipped over next to it has a symbol. So it's like a special action, if you will. And so what you do then is after that, uh, those three have been revealed. You pick one of the numbers, house numbers, and you write it down on your sheet on one of the houses. And then you take the special action next to it. And that's basically the game. That's a round. Then after everybody's marked off, you flip another card. Then you mark yeah, it you're off. all choosing from the same card simultaneously, in the and, and we you can, can all pick- choose more. Yep. More than one person can choose the same card. Or we can pick different ones. It doesn't necessarily matter. This definitely does not have much player interaction. Right. The only player action is uh, whoever gets the goals first, right? There's like a high tier, kind of like Sonora on that one spot. Whoever gets mm-hmm. the goal first gets the higher value. And then everybody else after that, when they get that goal, they get the lower victory point value. And that's about it. And so these goals, though, the basic ones, at least, they indicate how big of a states you have to build. And a state is considered houses that are boundaried by uh, fences. And so one of the special actions is building fences. So on your sheet, there's these dotted lines between the houses. And when you get a fence, you just like color it in, right? And now you have a fence. And so one of the basic goals, for example, we had last night was have an estate of three and four size. Perfect. So Emily got that, marked it off. 
Once you do that, though, when you use an estate for one of the goals, you can't use it for any of the other goals. So now you have to build, like in our example, we had two threes and a four. Well, Emily couldn't use that three and four from the one to build the two threes and a four. So she had to build out two more estates of three and four uh, to do it. Um, additionally, some of the actions, they, they give you, um, they upgrade the value of your state. So at the end of the game, you go through and, and find your states that are size one, two, three, four, and so on. And they give you victory points per each. Well, on your sheet, you can start upgrading. So you can make now your one estates, not three points per each. Now that six, or you can make your, and so on and so forth, right? There, it's a sliding scale. Uh, there's ones like building fences. There's ones that if you build your house on a with the pool that has a pool slated out, you get a pool bonus, and that that's exponential. There's ones with parks, and you mark off your parks, and again, that's exponential too, and and so on and so forth. Um, and that's basically the game. So the actions are kind of the puzzly that give you extra bonus and points at the end. And so you kind of have to balance that with trying to also plan out this these where you're going to put these estates because once you put a fence. You can't take the fence off, and it's a three state after you put that you fence there. You don't get to bulldoze it. Nope. And then on top of it, just like um, just like Quinto, they have to go in ascending order. Mm-hmm. So the, the street at the very bottom is 12 worth. Well, you have only 15 numbers, so you have to plan accordingly. Now, one of the actions does allow you to duplicate numbers next to each other, which is nice, but there's not a lot of those in the deck. And you actually take penalty mm-hmm. negative points at the end, depending on how many times you take that. So you have to really balance that and kind of plan ahead. And it gets it gets difficult. Um, and you have to make some hard decisions. Really, <laughs> oh, I need both the 15 and the one. Why'd they come up together? Yes. Um, and then trying to manage to get all those victory points and leverage that. And then also kind of keep an eye on the other person where they are the goals. And it's just... Yeah, it's interesting. It's it. I'm probably making it more stressful or more to it, but it's actually pretty right. chill. Game. I in the beginning, I was a little bit confused on what certain things did, but I feel like it was so simple, it was confusing to me. <laughs> I was trying to make it more complicated. You were than making it more really complicated was. than it needed to be. Yes, for sure. What I thought was pretty cool is the postcards that came in the box. So you open up, and you get, there's these four postcards, and it definitely is that 1950s style, which is kind of cool. Um, with they're like fake posters, which is kind of funny. There's some um, humor in there with about board games and stuff, which was actually kind of funny. A little satirical to real life things. Uh, and you're like, why do these postcards? And you flip them over. On the other side is the player aid. So completely unnecessary to have that kind of style of production, but they did. And it really does add to the flair flavor of this game where everything like is really well colored, has the same th- has that theme of the mm-hmm. 19th it just yeah it feels good it feels very thematic yeah all the artwork and and everything put together it's fantastic very mm-hmm. good quality i really enjoyed it does not come with pens or pencils so you have to supply your own <laughs> so that is a strike against it's it i'm just joking it's not that big of a deal it's not that expensive a game uh to begin with but um it, it's a little more complicated i say than just your normal flipping right right uh i would put this kind of on the same level as cartographers i would say yeah where there can be multiple things going on Mm -hmm. the only thing against this versus like cartographers cartographers is a little more rant i guess it's about the same where you randomize the goals i would say it's actually about the same level of replayability where you're gonna randomize goals yeah i I really enjoyed this one i really enjoyed it too i really liked it um, I would it, like to play again. Additionally, yeah. there's expansions to it. So there's a Welcome to Las Vegas where you're you're building Las Vegas Strip, I guess. That's a standalone game. But there's also many expansions where 
I think it was just eight dollars or so. It was like it, just a new pad. Of, it came with a pad of a hundred new sheets. Pe- yeah, new sheets. So you play with the same cards and goals in the game, but now you have a completely different sheet, and it just changes up the game enough. That's cool. Uh, there's a new one called Welcome to Quack, a free print and play expansion to Welcome to, where you save lost ducklings. <laughs> I'm serious. And there's like little ducklings and that you circle and they're throughout the neighborhood. And it's a free oh one that you boy. can print off. I might have to print that one off and so for us to play. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Anyway, there's a doomsday neighborhood. There's an Easter egg hunt, Halloween and Christmas one, ice cream truck, outbreak. I think that's a zombie themed one. Yes, it is a zombie themed one. There's a spring one. Uh, winter wonderland summer so yeah there's all these little mini expansions and they all kind of have do the different things some of these expansions do include new cards and new sheets while some of them just include new sheets so very nice that and i think each one of these under ten dollars and it comes with all this extra pads of paper and just add some different flavor to the game which i really enjoy that i think that's something that um, Gonshan Clever and some of those have, but it's not wildly widely distributed, and they're all kind of the same-ish. I guess this mm-hmm. is kind of the same-ish too, but definitely different themes and different things you can do with it, and I, I do appreciate them putting that in there, so if you like the game mechanics and kind of like how these plays, you don't get too old of it. You can just pull out different variations, and right. that looks really cool. We'll have to definitely pick those up. Um, at our local game store, they had it. Um, they always... They mark everything down like 10, 15% from MSRP. So they they com- pretty competitive with prices online and you can just walk out and it's supporting a local game store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like going there. They had uh, one of the pads for, it was like $8. So I uh, might, might have to yeah, scoot on by to go and back pick, there. That <laughs> pick that up. They also had Welcome to Las Vegas as well. So uh, yes. looking forward to that. But <laughs> really enjoy this game. I highly recommend it. Welcome to, you can just pick up the regular one. And uh, enjoy it. it. It's highly rated. It's like a 7.6 on BGG. What I really like about this is it does play with as many players as you want. You're not restricted to four players. Yeah, like all the it rest said of the like games. up to 100. <laughs> yeah. And there is a solo variant. So there's extra cards that come with it that uh, add in solo. And so there's actually some extra spots on your sheet that are just for solo, which um, that was a nice touch. Yeah. I did like that addition to the game, which I, I think most Roland Rights have a solo variant. Yeah, I shouldn't mention Sonora had a special, uh, they had some special stuff on the sheet and cards that also for uh, solo mode. Um, Silver and Gold didn't have any special stuff, if I recall, and Quinto didn't either, but uh, they still, you could play it solo. There's some rules in there, but uh, it's nice that they include some extra stuff than it just being mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. Um, no offense, like, twice as clever as like, hey, when's the person, you just do the two smallest or whatever. Oh, yes. The solo variant on that one. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, it's a little tacked on. This one's a little more thought out when you actually add some new mechanics, new cards. The rule book has three pages out of the nine dedicated just to solo mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So check this out. Really enjoy it. Nice little theme. Um, it says 10 plus. I'd probably think that's correct. Just there's a lot of little extra mechanics. I would put this on the same level as cartographers a little bit. Definitely a different theme, but it was a nice refreshing theme and a lot of scoring opportunities for filling out only three, ro- three yes, roads of houses. Of yeah, you, f- you fill out three roads uh, worth of houses, but there's all these scoring opportunities that go into it, which I really enjoy that 
And what were we, like one point away from each other at the end? Three points, yeah. We we came out three points um, (laughs) away from each other. It was super close. I was one... I, I didn't realize Emily was getting closer. If I would have, I actually on the previous turn would have taken the fence and, and actually finished off one of my estates. So I would have beat her, but I didn't realize how close she was. That was kind of my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check that out. Uh, welcome to, I uh, really enjoyed this one. Yes. So, all right. Well, that kind of concludes our extravaganza <laughs> roll and write. I guess. The week of roll and write. We, Flip we, and write. we even picked up Flick more, another roll and write. There was this, a uh, pinball one I'd oh, seen yeah. come out, and she was telling us one the store the store owner. She was saying how wildly popular it is. And I had heard of it and seen it, and it kind of intrigued me. It's a roll rolling right. I think it's a rolling right, but pinball. Themed. I think so. Each of the sheets is a pinball, and there's four different pinball machines. Very interesting to me. So we'll have to pull that one out and play it and let you know. And we'll have to listen to Pinball Wizard. <laughs> On repeat (laughs) until we go crazy. (laughs) Oh boy. Only that song. Just that song. Makes me think of rock band. It does. So good. Good times. Shout out to Andy Bob. (laughs) Yes. What was our band name? Try for Friday. Try for Friday. Oh yeah. (laughs) Such good times. We're such dorks. (laughs) (laughs) It was good times. Had a lot of fun playing some rolling rights. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. It was a nice. They're nice chill games. Yeah, I had to I had to get myself a whiskey whiskey sour to sip while playing because it just felt it felt it felt apt when playing Welcome. Yeah, to. and I just had a nice pain pain pill <laughs> <laughs> so, from my fall. And she still won. And what does that won. say about me? No, I'm shucking. <laughs> so it was real chill. <laughs> Good times. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap that up there. Emily, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I don't think so. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming back and talking. Hopefully you found a roll and write that's right for you. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, <laughs> check some of those out. The nice things about these is they're super cheap. Like I yes. think all of these were under 20. Maybe Sonora might be a little more because it's more components to it. Yeah. But man, just impressed with all these games. Really, there's something there for each one of these and really enjoyed it. So hopefully you found something or interest in it. Um, we do appreciate you listening. Tune in next week. We have episode 99. Uh, I believe Chris will be back. And then episode 100 coming up. We'll be doing our Prime 11. Our top games of all times. So there's still time. If you want to get your list of Prime games. That's your top 11 games. Feel free to send it in. This is a good segue to our email address. That's gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. Feel free to send it in. I'd like to talk about what the viewers choice for their top games are uh, but definitely feel free to please send those in we'll talk about it anything else i think that's it all right well we we do thank you again for listening and from the games we play i'm brian and i'm emily and keep on gaming join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at games we play pod and at games we play pod at gmail.com